Happy 2021. It's going to be a year of expectation. It is a year of expectation and promises in God. Okay, you ready for it? Are you ready for it? 2021, come on. Come on. Get excited. Let's give Jesus another huge praise because I want to tell you, He's the center of it all. Lord, we give you all the honor. We give you all the glory. And right now, as we come around your word this morning, we declare over this meeting, Lord God, even as we have sung your praises and entered into the, the courtrooms of the Holy of Holies, we thank you right now that you would walk amongst us this morning. God, that you would be real in every one of our lives this morning. We need a touch from heaven. We are expectant today, God, for the mighty power of your spirit moving in our lives. So over every single person here right now, I declare the goodness, the grace, the mercy, the love of God. And I pray in Jesus' name right now, Lord, that your word would would penetrate every fiber of our being, that it would unlock the victory that we have in Christ. And in Jesus' name, God, that we would see your awesome kingdom come and your will be done in our lives and in our world. In Jesus' mighty name, we declare it today. Amen. Well, uh, thank you. Give Jesse a huge, man, that was awesome worship. We could call it a one-man band, but he's got the Holy Spirit with him and the anointing, and he's got a whole team going on there, and it's pretty flipping awesome. And uh, I know it's good to be here. Welcome if you're a guest with us this morning. It's really a privilege. I met Michael and uh, Shirley over here. Thank you. It was a privilege meeting you guys. And uh, I've no doubt there are other visitors here this morning. Welcome to those who are watching online today. Welcome to Inspire Church, and welcome to 2021. Yeehaw! And we're very excited to be sharing this service with you online and wherever you are. You can take a seat right now and uh, we'll get into the Word of God. And, um, but man, how many have had a good, just before we get there, how many have had a great uh, break? How many never got a break at all? Just worked all the way through? God bless you, Rose, mighty woman of God. There's a few people who've worked all the way through and uh, just made life happen for the rest of us while we're cruising around having fun. But it is good to be here. The youth have all gone to camp. So, uh, boy, we should have prayed for them. Lord, right now we, we lift up all of our young people, the uh, young youth and young adults who are at the camp right now. And we pray, God, for your incredible victory in their life. We pray that this would be a real, um, uh, God, let it be a moment. God, stuff happens at youth camps. And I pray right now, God, for incredible breakthroughs for every one of those young people right now, I pray that in Jesus' name, God, you'd saturate that camp with your glory today. And in Jesus' name, let it be incredibly amazing. Amen. Yeah. Well, love those songs we're singing. Waymaker, uh, Light in the Darkness. No matter what the world is looking like right now as we come into 2021, he is still the Waymaker. Okay? In fact, when I read the Bible, I find that God kind of likes darkness. He created this entire planet. Everything, pretty much the planet was created in darkness. It wasn't until the third day light arrived. So God's doing okay. He's not scratching his head wondering what he's going to do next. He's excited about the future, and you and I should be too. And I don't know about you, but I still believe that the call is for every one of us is still to possess the promised land. And whatever your promised land is today, I want to encourage you, let's keep pressing in and let's keep going for God and let's grab a hold of God's promises over our lives, okay? 
And, and that's a real, I want to give that, I want to cause your expectation to rise up this morning, that this is our year and our time. And I know some of you, like for, for some of us, I should say, last year, I think, I don't know, it was a t the second lockdown was hard. The first lockdown, people are bored with hearing this all over the world now, so it's boring right now. But... Um, Whatever lockdown did for you, forget that. We're in 2021 and let's go for God, okay? And let's believe that we haven't got another one on the <laughs> knocking on the doorstep. Let's pray that our politicians get some clues and lock our borders properly, okay? And, um, but the challenge is always, and I want to um, stir you up with faith this morning because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we've got a 2021 as a year to, to leap into faith again, okay? And I know a lot, a lot of people, I've spoken to a lot of people who kind of, they found their faith got sucked out of them last year. Too many battles, back on back, lockdown, then lockdown again, and they kind of struggled with that. But our faith is still in God. No matter what the circumstances, God is still a miracle worker, a way maker, there's still miracle right here in this service. There's miracles happening. Chris and Clara there, very excited about your guys' miracle. And there are miracles happening all over. Man, I tell you, people are getting new homes. God is still a miracle worker. And you've got to keep pushing. You can't just stall. You can't just wait back. There's two keys, and, and I want to center today's message. I, I want to... Um, I want to kind of bring it around, centering it around Jesus at the center again, okay? Because I believe this year we need to make Jesus at the center. There's a lot of, lot of rubbish out there, just to be blatantly straight up with you. There's a lot of junk out there. If you watch YouTube and you're watching all the stuff that's being fed to us, man, there's this prophetic word, that, oh my goodness, you know? If you're not careful, you can get actually deceived. But I want to tell you, keep your focus on Jesus, Jesus at the center of it all. And I want to tell you, if you keep Christ at the center, then everything, I guarantee you, it'll all work out. It all pans out in the end. Because when Christ's at the center, you live at your utmost best. When Christ, if you're relying on a prophetic word from yesteryear or whatever, then you could miss out on what God wants to do right now in your world, okay? So I want to encourage you today as a church and as a people, and if you're watching online right now, that Jesus needs to be the center of everything in 2021. In fact, let's make that a declaration right now and put him in his rightful place. Uh, John, 1 John 4, 4 says this, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I mean, right there's a pretty good promise. The one who is in you, when, if Christ is in you, if he's not in you this morning, I'll give you an opportunity at this end of the service to get Christ at the center of your life, to say, Jesus, I'm giving you the keys to, to be at the helm of my life, and I want you to guide me through this 2021. I don't want to do it by myself. But if we focus on problems, if we focus on all the other stuff, it's easy to lose sight of the one who holds it all together. And I, I, a lot of people do get, they get mixed up with that. So let me challenge you. Isaiah 54 and verse 17, I love what it says. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's a pretty good word. That's a good word for any one of us, honestly. So no matter what it is, honestly, it cannot prosper because God is bigger. Okay? He, he, he um, uh, 
Abraham, sorry, Abraham was 99 years old. Are there any 99-year-olds in the house? You've got to ask that question these days because there are a few around. And, uh, and uh, we seem to be living a lot longer, which is pretty exciting. And uh, we know, Julia and I personally know a couple of people. And some of you know Ron Stewart, who's just right on the verge of that right now. And he's, he's fitter than a fiddle. And uh, it's because his focus is on Christ. Seriously. The guy's not even concerned about age. He don't, I don't even think he knows how old he is. He, he, obviously, he's, he's still getting around. His children are disappointed right now. He just got given his driver's license again. And, uh, and his kids don't think he should have one. But he's such a legend. With I think God wants him to have it because he picks up hitchhikers. He shares the gospel with them and every other person he sits beside. And no one can believe he's the age he is because Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when Jesus is at the center of your life, I want to tell you there's an added energy. There's a, there's a spiritual dynamic to you that's bigger than the circumstances of our world or our environment. And you can live on the edge of expectation just by allowing Christ on the inside of you and making him. That's why I say let's make Jesus the center. Let's not get tangled up in all the stuff that's going on. If you're not careful, you can want to become a politician or something. And, uh, and I would urge you to support great politicians. But I think do what you do. Go with your calling and be who you are. One of the number one problems today is that people don't realize who they are and what they can actually accomplish by just believing that God's anointing is on who you are. Don't try to be me. I'm a hard act to follow. But just be you, you know. Just be whoever you are. Or the best version of that that you can establish with Christ in you. Because I want to tell you right now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we are Holy Spirit believing people. About five of us are. Holy Spirit believing people. We are a Holy Spirit church that believes that the endowment of the Holy Spirit opens you up and releases giftings in your life and causes you to be more than you previously were. Like I said, when Abram was 99 years old and he, he couldn't get a baby and God turned up, he only knew God as Elohim. Elohim, which means God the Creator. And, uh, and God has many incredible names, and God's names are consistently revealing the greater God that can live within us and be a part of our world. And then God turns up to Abraham in the middle of his doubt, in the middle of his fear, in the middle of his uncertainty. And some of you may even be watching online right now and be living in nations or countries where there's a lot of uncertainty right now. There's a lot of uncertainty in the planet right now, friend. And, and even in our own world, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's consistently um, uh, negative reports in the, in the news and stuff that they're presenting out. But we still know that with Christ at the center, that's why we have to hold on to our faith in Christ, okay? Our faith is not in the circumstances around it. We don't have faith because it's a good day. We have faith because we trust God with our future. It's, it's not about our circuit, and that's where I think sometimes we can get mixed up. And I want to stir you for 2021. Let's be people of faith that put our trust in God. That's, simply it means we've got our trust in God. Not in everything around us. 
You could easily get mixed up if you put your trust and stuff around you. Man, it can be good today, gone tomorrow. It's like there's no certainties there. But you can anchor. I don't know if you saw my message a while ago online. Be anchored in the Word of God. And I would say, where's your anchor at? 1 John says that Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Okay, so that's the living word of God living in us. Man, you can't get it better than that. The living word of God living in you, the power of God flourishing out of you, giving you abilities beyond your own capacity. And that's where I want to be living. I don't want to be living in some kind of half-hearted, half-experience. I want the joy of the Lord to be my salvation. And that's why when he turned up, he said, I'm no longer will you know me as Elohim, you're going to know me as El Shaddai. More than enough, the God of more than enough. El Shaddai, not El Chipo, El Shaddai. El Shaddai, the God of more than you could possibly imagine. That's the God we need to have relationship with right now. In this season, in 2021, we need to know the God called El Shaddai and let him reveal himself in even larger ways in our lives and in our personal lives with the influence and the effect that we can have in our world around us. So let's be people that connect in and hook into the word of God. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, which means God's word can live right in your heart and it can become a living, vibrant, effective word. Otherwise, if you're not careful, we get religious and we just have the letter of the word and we become stuck to that and we don't have any life to the word that literally lifts people up and raises them up and breathes life into them and brings victory to them so uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me says the Lord that's a pretty good message right there In Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, it says, when God is for you, who can be against you? So for 2021, whatever. And I want to encourage you to dream again. I'm consistently on, let's dream again. You know, it don't matter how dark it is, we need to know how to have a vision. Without a vision, the people perish. Now, I've met quite a few people lately who have lost their vision. They've kind of, they've shrunk back. And it's easy to shrink back when you look at everything around you and you can kind of think, well, what's the... What's the, you know, what's the future? What's the hope? And it's easy to think like that. Can I encourage you as a church and prophesy over you this morning that it's time to refresh your vision in God and get anointed again? And if you're dry on the inside, get an anointing of the Holy Spirit on you and get a fresh vision in God because we are the effective ones on the planet. It's the Christians. It's the people of God that consistently down through the ages have brought hope and life and victory I mean, I walk in here this morning and just meet some of you. That's good enough, just meeting some of you. You've got that on you, and you kind of breathe it in, and you feel more excited after I've hugged you than when I first walked in the place. That's how it should be. That's what we should do. We should actually breathe life. In Psalm 22, in verse 2, it says, He leads you beside still waters. So no matter what it's like in your world, God can still lead you in the place of His voice being very clear in your world. And I would encourage you, when you make Jesus at the center, when you put Christ at the center of your life, let's, let's hear His word again. Let's get God's word fresh in our own heart. 
The reality is, I'll tell you right now, I don't have to go to Google or, or whatever you go to to get all these, the latest, what's going to happen in the end times or whatever it is, and all those, uh, what do they call that, theory stuff, uh, conspiracy theories. There's a million of them now. Put your trust in Jesus. Say it one more time. Put your trust in Jesus. He is the answer. And I want to promise you right now that God will always cause you to outlive his call that he placed on your life. And God will do that. And all we've got to do is put him in. And, and I tell you what, it's all about possessing the promised land. Possess the promises that God's put in. When David was locked down in, in, um, in the cave of Adullam, the pro pro prophetic word came to him and said, arise and go to Judah, arise and go to Judah. He was there with a whole lot of people who had failed. They were losers. They, were, they, they had lost everything. They had, everything had gone wrong for them. And David turned them all into the mighty men of God. How did they do that? The prophet came and said, and this is the prophetic word. If you want a prophetic word for 2021, it's arise and get out of where you are and get to Judah, which is the place of praise. And wherever you're in the place of praise, it unlocks faith in your life. Promise you. Just Sometimes what you've got to do, though, is open up your, voice, your mouth. Let a bit of praise out. It's very easy to let Pastor Jesse, you know, he's a pretty good voice and he's leading well and so just let him sing it all and we'll just sit there and enjoy the experience. But how many know church is not about entertainment? It's a, it, you know, we're not sitting on the sideline barracking some team on, Jesse up on stage, go, go for it, go for it, you're doing. No, we're part of it. We all join in. We are the team. Otherwise, we're up here. That's why I don't want to be just up here preaching the word. I want a little bit of feedback and a little bit of stirring up and a little bit of, yeah, preach it, man. I believe in that. I believe that faith is the key that unlocks the supernatural of God in my life. And I believe that this year, 2021, will be my year of expectation because I'm putting Christ in the center. And when he's in the center, anything is a possibility. We've got to believe like that. It's too easy to believe the other way. It's too easy to shrink back. It's called the comfort zone. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, as, you, as you know, and, and uh, Pastor Jesse keeps stirring me up about it, I'm writing a book at the moment which is almost there. But one of the things I've got right in the beginning of the book, I've put there, um, uh, when I first became a Christian, I thought this is the most exciting faith life you could ever live. It was vibrant. I was transformed in a day. Obviously, my life had to line up with that, but I was transformed. My spirit was alive. I was, man, it was the coolest thing that ever happened. I knew right then that I was God's favorite right then, incidentally. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's what happened. But here's the thing, and I put in the book in about the third sentence down, and then I realized that what happens to so many is they get into church and then they go into a coma. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's very easy to live our Christian life in some sort of a low ebb that we're now saved and apparently we're going to heaven. Man, I want to bring heaven. Man, if you read the Bible, if you understand the principles of God, it's thy kingdom come right here where I'm living in the middle of darkness, in the middle of chaos. I want a little bit of God around me in this 2021. I want it to affect a few people. I want it to cause a few people to rise up and get excited about the God I serve. 
So, so just get excited. Do you know him would be the question probably this morning. Do you know this Jesus, this Jesus who instigated and brought change to the world? And I like Jesus because I think we need to, and, and this could be a subtitle of this morning or could be the title actually, think like Jesus thinks. Think like Jesus. You know, I was thinking the other day, I wonder how Jesus thought, like when he's hanging out with us, when he's down here on earth. What is he? His thinking was radical. It was dynamic. It, it, it upset people. It, it caused people to be jerked out of their comfort zones and out of religion and out of all that stuff and out of, out of all the, the mindsets that seem to lock us into a lost, broken identity. And Jesus consistently pulled people out of that. And, and I thought... In fact, I was thinking, um, obviously it's summer, and I was thinking back to my days on the farm with my dad. And, uh, and I was thinking what a great influence he was in my life. And, and we've all had people who have been a great influence in our lives. And uh, I remember one day we were making hay. And if any of you have ever made hay, the job kind of sucks. <laughs> Especially back in those days. Today it's all mechanical. You don't actually, you don't need muscles any longer. In fact, I don't even think you need a brain any longer because <laughs> it's like there's no common sense left in the world anyway. But anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. But, uh, but anyway, it was all, it was muscle stuff, you know. We had to literally get in there and lift these bales of hay up onto the truck and then up onto the top of the top of the whatever was on the truck. So it was hard work. And I remember saying to Dad, all my mates were out partying. And I said to Dad, I've had a guts full of this, man. I'm going out partying with my mates. And, uh, and he, of course, we had a little bit of a debate about that. Anybody ever had a debate with their dad? Like, so we had a little bit of a debate there. And he said, no, no, you haven't finished yet. <laughs> so finished, and I was looking at this paddock full of flipping bales forever. And uh, I said, nah, stuff it, I'm out of here. And then he said, he said, look, there's only one easy place I know, and that's God's right. I said to him, it's too hard, and I'm getting out of here, stuff it, I'm going to go and hang out with mates. And he said, there's only one pl- easy place I know of in this world, and that's the grave. Do you want to go there? <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I just got fit for the rest of Christmas. But, but, uh, but he said this to me. He said, when we finish this, then you can go. And it's a good thing. Getting your priorities right in life is a huge thing. First things first. And Jesus was a bit of a first things first. And, and, I, and I was reading, I, I, lo- I don't know about you, but I love the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount, one of the, uh, uh, let's pray that I don't get that anointing on me this morning. But Jesus had an anointing on him for the Sermon on the Mount, which must have gone on for hours. And crowds came from everywhere to listen to the Sermon on the Mount. But some of the things he, he challenged in there were Matthew chapter 6 and verse 22, of course, in the second chapter of that Sermon on the Mount. He said, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, in other words, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. And I want to tell you right now, we can live a life of victory just simply by getting our eyes lit up by the Word of God and getting a clear vision. See, eye is all about vision. Vision's not what's in front of you right now. Vision is a perspective that's down the line ahead of us in life. And we need to be locked into that. If you read it in the TPT, which I think is, what is the TPT? The Passion Translation, that's right. I'll drink to that. Great, there's no young people here. You know it's going to be water. <laughs> when 
they're here, you never know what it's going to be. The TPT says it like this. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation. I love that. I just love that because I love to live in revelation. We're in the prayer meeting this morning and Wayne over here gets fired up and starts seeing this entire side of the church packed with a new generation of young people getting born again this year. I love that because that is the eyes of your spirit allow that, you see. When your spirit's hooked into God, that's what happens. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your whole being. And if your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. So it's pretty simple, really. Let's just get our hearts in the right place. And the easiest way I can imagine of doing that, and this is a simple message, but I believe the gospel. In fact, I think we need to simplify it. I think we need to get back to basics and let Jesus Christ be the center. So, but Jesus is making a point here, and he's saying, you can't worship the true, true God while, while so attached and involved in the world system. You've got to have your heart free of that. Obviously, we're in the world, the Bible says, but we're not part of it, okay? So you'll do a lot better if you don't hook into their values, their mindsets, their thinking. But if you hook into the thinking of God, you'd be amazed how clear you can think and how great your life goes and how awesome your marriage can be. And, and it's amazing what God can do. The Bible consistently says, above all, above all, Paul was always put, above all, put your focus on Jesus. And if I can challenge you with that today. And um, um, well, we can always focus on what Jesus did, which was incredibly powerful. Jesus always did incredibly. But we need more than that in our personal lives. If we're just following after miracles, man, it'll never do it for us. If we're just chasing after the next sign and wonder, which I hope doesn't happen for us, I hope we are the instigators of signs and wonders, okay? Whatever happened, when I read my Bible, I find there was a time in history where when two or three got together in a prayer meeting in a church, the place began to shake and it turned the world upside down. What happened with that kind of expectation and prayer that could unlock a neighborhood or a city? And I believe, let's get back there. It's not about who's at the front. It's not about how good the worship is. It's how great we can connect with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so what's more, important, what's more important than all of that? And I think it's the way Jesus thought. And, and we, we kind of know, and I think we're all aware of this, that how we think determines how we live. And so I think for 2021, if I can stir faith, and if you're watching online today, if I can stir faith in your heart and whatever place you're living in right now, across this place and our communities that we represent, if I can stir faith, that the reality is the way you think will determine how you live 2021 or the new year. Or other words, what you could put is what you believe determines how you activate your faith. What you believe. See, I believe that Jesus Christ came to set us free, to unlock us, and to win the victory for us, and there's no more work there to be done. We are saved, born again. The minute we receive Christ as Savior, we are set free of the past, and we live in a brand new victory. That's what I believe. And I believe, obviously, there's the principles you have to go by, and Jesus was consistently trying to get the disciples into this mindset of discipleship. Because it's not about, you know, I think Pentecost has had it for too long where we get saved and that's it and you just sort of drift along and hope for the best. And uh, 
But we need to, I think we need to learn some kingdom keys. And faith would be the number one because it's all by, you're saved by faith. You, everything we do is by faith, the Bible says. And, and I think we need to understand that and we need to get it because if, if we understand that and we begin to think like Jesus thinks, then we begin to live like he lived. And I don't know about you, but I meet a world full of people. I don't know. People say to me, somebody said to me the other day, Don, how do you meet these people? How does this happen? You know, you know why? Because I'm prepared to be interrupted by the circumstance because I believe that what I carry on my life can influence, change, and put someone else's life in destiny. And I think we need to live like that. And I think we need to live with that mindset. I think we need to live a lot bigger than we Because once you've seen the light, once the light has come into you, it can't but shine out of you. And, and I think let's be people this year that the light of God shines out of us in a brand new way. And I think it will come by getting centered around this, the Word of God. And I'd encourage you, let's center around the Word of God. In 2021, we cannot be led by our emotions. We cannot be led by our circumstances. In 2021, I want to tell you right now, we need to go for the gospel of Jesus Christ and make him the center of our lives. Center of our dreams, the center of every goal, the center of every dream we have. And God, I want to rise up with a fresh vision this year that's established in you. And a vision, honestly, we get screwed up with visions. We think we're going to get up here and present a whole new vision about what we're going to do with the church. No, vision is about catching something in God for your life that causes you to grow and expand in the kingdom for this year and begin to do something that significantly influences your world in Jesus' name. So, Sermon on the Mount. I just want to list off a couple of things that Jesus addresses in the Sermon on the Mount. So in verse 1, he talks about you being the salt and the light. This is, a, this is a what Jesus' thinking gets around, okay? So I want to give you, this is a Sermon on the Mount, the first major sermon that Jesus preaches. Crowds came to listen to it, but he talks about you being salt and light. So let me ask you this question. In what way have you determined that this year, in 2021, you're going to be salt and light to your world? How are you going to be salt and light to your neighborhood? And uh, I know Julia and I are always endeavoring to be salt and light to our neighborhood. It's, it's not that hard, actually, because I do uh, whatever it's called. Uh, um, sorry, it's called Inspire at Home. And I do Inspire at Home out on our deck. And the neighbors are over the fence, obviously. And I don't hold back. I just go for it. So whether they're there, and they've sadly to say they're often out there with their lawnmower or their flipping weed clip or one day a chainsaw, like trying to make it, I'm, I think sometimes they start it because they hear me. When I start getting into the nitty gritty, next thing, brrr, a chainsaw starts up and I'm like, no, send the message to Jesse, is this going to be okay? And he said, no, the chainsaw is kind of drowning it out, you'll have to do it again. And after seven times... Finally, they put the chainsaw away. Anyway, but salt and light. To be salt and light in your world. Let me change it. The, the, in verse 17, Jesus talks about fulfilling the law. And he says, Christ, and he is the Christ, he says, I fulfill the law in my life. So we don't have to do anything to get all that into life. We've just got to put our trust in Jesus. It's real simple. He's paid the price for our sin. We're guilt-free, sin-free. Let's live a life of victory. And let's rise into that. In verse 21 down to 31, he talks about the heart. And he says, out of the heart, 
flow the issues of life, like your heart. Get your heart right in 2021. Because I want to tell you, he talks about there's, there's murder can start in the heart. He talks about adultery starts in the heart. The stuff that comes out of the heart. Um, and in verse 31, of course, he's talking about the sacredness of marriage. And uh, man, we want to really be a church that believes in the sacredness of marriage, don't we? We want to uphold that standard in our world today. And I know there's many here that have been married, um, um, Yokeson and uh, Helen, who we hung out with yesterday, celebrating 38, was it? 38 years of marriage. Woohoo! Just awesome. And I think they thought they were close to Julia and I, but you're nowhere near it. And, uh, and, uh, but um, in, 30, in verse 38, Jesus does a little uh, in precept in his message about going the extra mile. Going the extra mile. Just a great principle for 2021, friends. Can I encourage you and stir you? In 2021, let's be people that know how to go the extra mile for somebody. We'll go the extra mile in our faith. We'll go the extra mile for what God wants to do. Then in verse 43, he says, love your enemies. That's a tough one loving your enemies, but friend, I tell you what, get over it and love your enemies, okay? And um, uh, moving on quickly now, um, then in chapter 6, he keeps going. Well, I'm not going to for too long, but Jesus keeps going. And he says, do good to please God. In other words, do the right thing. Sometimes we just need to do the right thing, you know. And I think people get hooked up on this. We allow the attitudes of the society to creep on us if you're not careful. Can I encourage you in 2021, let's be people that outlive the cause of Christ in our life. Like, like I'm, I'm looking around here right now. On some of you, there's a whole lot more. There's more in you than what we're seeing right now. God has a greater calling on your life than what we're seeing right now. And I want to stir that up in you this year. I want to stir that up. I want to stir that up for God this year. And, and I really believe that we need to have that encouragement in our life. Okay, let's be encouragers. And, and I think sometimes, and then of course he teaches in verse 5, he teaches the model prayer. And prayer is the key, friend. Oh boy, I tell you, if you don't know how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done and activated in your world, I guarantee you stuff will crowd over. First thing in the morning, I pray that you, when you go to bed at night, you kick your shoes so far under the bed, it makes you get on your knees in the morning to go and hunt them out. And while you're there, you say a prayer because the best thing you'll ever do to start your day is pray, commit it to God and walk into it with his blessing on it. It'll make a difference. It'll put divine appointments in your path. It'll put also, and people say to me, how does it happen? Well, simply, you just do, so. all you've got to really, you don't have to be a rocket science. You don't have to be a super, in fact, I can't stand super spirit. You don't have to be super spiritual. You've got to, just got to be um, supernatural. Supernatural with God's word flowing. Then he talks about fasting in verse 16. In verse 19, he says, lay up treasures in heaven. And I can't think of anything better than what we do in investing in what we're doing in some of the nations and what we're seeing in Vietnam, the revival we're seeing in Vietnam and some of the stuff that we as a church have personally invested in of outreach and, and perspective and missions and souls and young people who are right now at a camp. We need to know how to lay up our treasure in heaven. And friend, that's why we're a community that gathers together with a heart for souls. Hello, a heart for souls. 
Never forget, we're, we, we're, we're not a love boat. We're not some boat that's cruising along and just having fun together all the time. We're, we're, a, we're a ship of God's destiny and purpose that's rescuing lost people, broken people. And we've got to be able to have eyes. This is why you need the anointing and the light of God so you can see the, the, you can see the possibilities in people. Otherwise, you become very easily judgmental and condemning. But when you can see potential, you can walk up to someone who's totally broken and prophesy over them and say, I see the God destiny in your life. And you can unlock their hearts with the key. And next thing, they're receiving Christ and life's turning around in Jesus' name. Then he goes on, verse 22, the lamp of the body is the light of Christ. And what a great message, Jesus. This is how Jesus wants us to live, I'm sure. Verse 24, you cannot serve both God and riches. So you've got to get that priority in your life there. You've got to enable God's anointing in your spirit, his hunger for the goodness of God, to be able to dominate your world and not that you're driven by some sort of weird success. And finally, he finishes in verse 25, do not worry. And I want to, honestly, I want to finish today, and I want to close off uh, for this message, welcoming you into 2021. Don't worry. He talks about the birds of the air and he talks about the fl flowers of the field. And uh, he says, man, do the birds worry? And our b birds around our place should be worried because we've got some big cats around there. And, uh, and I see oddly every now and then there's one of them eaten, half eaten on the lawn. And it always saddens my heart to see that happen to a bird because, God, where the heck were you after looking after that one? Uh, and... Uh, but birds of the air and the flowers of the field, they're not worried, you know. They don't go life around life. And this is where we come right back to, where's your faith at? Because that's his message right there, is where is your faith at? And Jesus is talking about this when he's talking about your eye and he's talking about the lamp of your eye and he's talking about what can you see. And I want to challenge you this morning, as we go into 2021, let's lift our vision of expectation right now. Let's know that God is a God of breakthrough still. He's El Shaddai, as he said to Abram, I am El Shaddai. I'm bigger than anything you face. I'm bigger than COVID-19. I'm bigger than life. You don't have to be locked down by fear. You can be free of fear, and you can live in the victory that God's got for you in the middle of the circumstances. And hey, I'm not saying that, uh, that we can kind of evade all the hardships. Hey, it could get a lot harder. I don't know. It could get a lot harder, but more the reason, let's have our faith and be centered in Christ. Because I want to tell you, we do a lot better. It's, mankind does a lot better in the struggle than they do at ease. It's just a fact. And I know we kind of hate that. We all want ease. But most people get into an easy lifestyle and they seem to, they seem to stuff it up. Stuff up marriages, stuff up everything just seems as a, But when they're struggling along and making a go of it and putting in some effort, man, we seem to do a lot better and people rise up in that. So let's be people that know how to rise up in God and know how to push through. Don't lose your fight. We've got the fight of faith on the inside of us and we've got Christ for, uh, sorry, Jesus in us, which is greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We've got the victory for 2021. In Jesus' name, let's go for it and make a difference in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. 
If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.